You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, where we offer you podcasts of the supernatural and the unexplained. Get ready now for Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. Back in 2014, I had an extraordinary opportunity to interview Melon Thomas Benedict. Now, he has passed to the spirit world in 2017, but I just had this gut instinct today that it would be a good day to share his words with you. He is someone who has had a near-death experience, and after, he went on to creating all kinds of products and a variety of fields like shoes and tools and musical instruments and laboratory equipment. And he was also a researcher and inventor in the field of quantum biology. Anyways, just an extraordinary near-death experience. I'm sorry the world lost him, but I know the spirit world gained him. And I'm really thankful that I can share this conversation with you. So let's listen. I've had an eclectic kind of career. I um, I spent seven years right after high school. Um, I went right into uh, filmmaking. So I had about seven years in feature filmmaking. Wow. Um, and thought I was going to be a filmmaker the rest of my life. And then after seven years of living in hotel rooms and <laughs> working, I love the industry, but uh, something um, left me hollow about it. And so I left the industry and uh, became uh, started apprenticing and became a stained glass artist for the next 15 years after that. Oh, how beautiful. And, um, yeah, I did uh, architectural pieces architect, uh, with architects. I did a lot of churches and funeral homes. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I really enjoyed the work. It's all about details and right. stained glass, and that, that really helped me focus because I'm a little bit attention deficit, but it really helped me focus. And then um, I had my near-death experience in 82 mm-hmm. and actually kept my studio open till around um, 91 or 90. Uh, but I'd, I'd already started, um, you know, going out and doing these talks and everything. So I wasn't, uh, wasn't actually home a lot, but my staff could run it. And then I closed my studio finally. And I'd been coming up with inventions ever since my near-death experience. And late 80s, about 91 or so, uh, I decided to become a full-time inventor and, you know, uh, move permanently to California where I could get uh, funding and things like that to do, you know, strange things. So let's go back because now I'm dying to know. You had an illness of some sort, which something mm-hmm. happened to result in that near-death experience. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, 1981, I was diagnosed with a form of uh, actual terminal brain cancer. It was inoperable and curable at the time and given about six to eight months to live. 
Wow. And I was completely clueless because uh, I'd never been in any of the situations that were going to follow. I'd never been in the situation where someone told you you were terminal, number one. Mm. <laughs> you know, deal with that. It's the most surreal experience. Uh, one of the most surreal experiences I've ever had is when the doctor told me I was terminal. I, I couldn't understand the word he was telling me. It, I just didn't register, you know. I can't you never even think imagine. It's happen. No, it happens yeah, to I, other people. I, right. Although it was uh, incurable, inoperable, they really wanted to push heavy chemo and they also wanted me to get surgery. Mm -hmm. One thing that changed my life was that when I had my first meeting with the oncologist, I asked him, I said, how much time is this going to give me? He looked around and he closed the door and he said, uh, by the third, this is so radical, by the third session, you'll be a vegetable. Oh my gosh. And I said, well, you know, lovely, Uh, what can I do? And he said, go home and make your peace. Uh, I had been estranged from my family uh, a good number of years at that time, mm-hmm. and uh, the thought of going home to my family and dying was as bad as dying. Dying, yeah. You know, because uh, I'd been disowned. I come from a multi-generational military family, and we were expected to join the military, but uh, I chose not to because of Vietnam. And right. uh, I, I call myself a, a proud anti-war veteran. Mm-hmm. I'm also a veteran. I believe the Americans should stay here and support the anti-war movement, not mm-hmm. not run to Canada and hide and you know, pull tricks. My family disowned me. Everybody disowned me. So I, I never wanted to speak to them again. Sure. You know. I had no spirituality, really, a conscious spirituality anyway. I had been raised in a Catholic boarding school. I, I've talked to a lot of people who've had a similar experience. It pretty much uh, creates an atheist right there for, for the most part. Sure. But uh, I, I, by an early age, I was done with God or any concept of that. I thought it was silly from the world I was looking at and the people I was seeing and dealing with. It was even as a child, it didn't ring right. And so I, I just didn't even take it seriously. And I wasn't even an atheist because, you know, an atheist will give you an argument. Right. But to me, it was point, the whole thing was pointless to even talk about. So I never thought about it again. And also, I was completely clueless in that I'd never even heard of hospice till I ended up in one. Hmm. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have a lot of money. And here I am, terminal. And I really didn't know what to do. And a friend introduced me to a friend of hers who had been working with um, this woman named Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Yes. I yeah. know and, about her. Yeah, and I'd never heard any of this, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but it was a, it was going to be a safe place to go and die. Uh, she invited me to come up to the hospice, which was um, in about uh, oh four or five hours from where I lived in the mountains. And so I went, moved in to hospice. You know, it was a small one. It was a kind of a country hospice. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a big city thing at all. And um, that's where I um, settled in to die. I degenerated on doctor's orders, you know, like Bernie Siegel says, you know, (laughs) follow doctor's orders. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a written will. I did not want to be resuscitated uh, at all. I did want to die to the world at the time because I I really had a very bad attitude about the world from an early age. Um, My family was uh, fairly dysfunctional Mm -hmm. and uh, fairly, that's, that's been it lightly, but also... I didn't have any faith in any kind of God or anything, but I was. I was very interested in, e- in ecology, you know, ever since Rachel Carson's book came out, Silent Spring. I don't so this know. Goes back to this, that, it's, it was the first ecology book that ever came out. It goes okay. back to the 60s. It okay. kind of changed the world. Well, I, I got that. It just riveted me. It uh, shifted me. And so I became, kind of, I guess what you call, very interested in ecology. So that really hit me in my heart. And I, I'll finish that story a little bit later when I tell you about my life review, because okay. I, I, I found the seed of my disease. 
that were actually related to my worry about the planet. We can talk about that when I, I tell you about the life review. I really thought, you know, everything was gone wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the world would end in my lifetime. Not from a religious point of view, although there are plenty of people out there like that. I call them the uh, end times crowd, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I withered away. Uh, in my written will, I wanted to be left alone at least six hours, you know, make sure I'm really dead. You know, I hadn't even told my parents anything. Um, oh, my gosh. And I knew if I went into a coma, my mother would never let me go. I'd still be on tubes, you know. Right. And, and your body's <laughs> breaking down at this point, the... I'm the, withering away yeah. at, at the end stages. The only thing I could really take in was milk, you know, like a glass of milk. Okay. And um, uh, an episode of uh, pain that just kind of takes you out, but not constant episodes of that, though. It was kind of graceful that way. But in the hospice house, I said they had a library, but they actually had a small bookshelf with um, lots of books on it, world religions and other stuff like that. And while I was there, I did go through some of those thick books on world religions, trying to kind of, you know, bone up on what might be next. Right. You know, it made any real sense to me. I mean, it's like silly stuff, especially the silly stuff reincarnation. It was so silly. So it didn't really resonate Uh with me, you know. At least I gave it a glance. And, you know, but when the day came, I believe it was uh, just after sunrise, I woke up and I had a knowing that I was going to die very soon. And it's the kind of knowing a mother has about a child or a soldier has before he goes into battle, things mm-hmm. like that. It's a clear knowing, and it's, it calms you, actually. It's, it actually calms you down because it's finally here, you know. They usually didn't come into my room till about 10 o'clock anyway because I was very weak. So I sit up, I'm, I'm looking at, I thought, what well, was the sunrise, and I had this clear, like, feeling I'm going to die real soon. I thought, great, you know, mm-hmm. let's go. The next thing, I guess I went back to sleep. The next thing I, I remember is a kind of a classic scene where I'm out of my body looking at my body. Mm-hmm. And it was so vivid and real, you know. And I'm going, whoa. There was this uh, kind of vapor of light, kind of like fog drifting from my body. And I now know that was uh, the life energy leaving. And now scientifically I understand it as biophotons. I can go, I know the quantum physics about what that was, but now I understand it. So uh, I, I was very confused. I was surrounded by darkness and just looking at my, uh, my myself in the, in the bed. And then, uh, long story short, I, I was trapped in darkness. I felt alone and very scared. And uh, I thought, is this how it really ends? You end up in a black hole. Is this it? It was a terrible feeling. The surprising thing is, you know, you're fully conscious. That's the funny thing about it. Oh, it's <laughs> you know? amazing. Isn't it? <laughs> um, you're fully conscious. And I didn't even question that part of it till later. You know, mm-hmm. like, how could, I, how could I even think? You know, so uh, I felt trapped. At one point, I was, I was so desperate, like begging for help, that uh, an interesting thing happened. Uh, an angel appeared to me, and I don't believe in angels. I, you know, and it actually appeared to me in the way that I received angels, which was a golden figurine, the kind you have at Christmas. You know, you put a candle in it or something. Yes. And it actually appeared as a, a golden figurine type of angel, but it was alive. Uh, it looked alive to me. I was shocked. I said, are you the angel of death? <laughs> That's all I'd ever heard, and probably from movies. You right. know? And uh, are you the angel of death? That's when the angel said, my name is Melon. You need to look at the light. And, and it pointed to my heart. Like, you know, I didn't see a body, but it pointed to my heart area where it would be. Mm-hmm. And um, it explained to me that the light starts in your heart and then connects to this other. I saw a dot of light way out there somewhere that they're connected. And I was panicking, uh, 
but uh, with the help of that, uh, quote, angel, I found enough focus to focus on the light and make the connection. Uh, you know, the Kunas may call that an, an Aka thread or a silver, you know, you might call it a silver thread or something, but we're mm-hmm. connected directly. And that light actually starts in our heart. It doesn't start on the other side. You know, it's all connected uh, in, 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 in what I learned. And so I, I followed that thread. But for me, it wasn't like a tunnel of light. And because uh, this was, uh, this, uh, my near-death experience was before the Internet. And there's some difference now between pre-internet and post-internet experiences. Oh, I never uh, even I, thought that that would be so, but okay. Right. And it shows you evolution, number one, but it mm-hmm. also shows you uh, that more and more people have gotten interested in the subject and more steeped in it now and, yes. and have all this in their head before they have a near-death experience, you know. Oh. So what's happening is there's kind of a uniformity happening now, and that happens in evolution. You know, things are kind of wild at first, and then they, they evolve into a kind of a standard. But before the Internet, you know, the ton of light wasn't necessarily that common and other things like that. Time for a quick break. We'll be back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot shades. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey folks, producer Tom here reminding you to make sure and check out our official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. For many of us, YouTube is our go-to place for audio-visual media, and we here at Coast to Coast are happy to share free hour-long excerpts of Coast to Coast AM with you, our loyal fans and new listeners. Our YouTube channel offers many different Coast to Coast AM hour-long pieces of audio on numerous topics, including ufology, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, strange creatures, prophecies, and much more much more. There's even a section that includes our most popular uploads, such as many of the David Pilates shows on people disappearing in national parks. To visit or subscribe, just go to YouTube and type in Coast to Coast AM Official, or you can simply go to the coasttocoastam.com website and click on the YouTube icon at the top. It's the official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. You're going to love this. Just get on over to coasttocoastam.com and start your free listening now. The loss of hair is definitely not something that gets better with age. In fact, at age 20, 20% of men and women show noticeable hair loss. By 60, that number is closer to two-thirds. With that in mind, Dr. Nathan Newman saw an opportunity. Easy-to-use Reveal is so much different than the tired old products on the market. Reveal uses stem cell technology and natural ingredients to revitalize the appearance of your hair for a fuller look. Here's more on Reveal with Dr. Newman. In the Reveal skincare products, we were very conscious to use everything that is natural from our plant stem cells or from plant extracts that are not going to damage your hair or cause irritation. Because most of the products that we had, uh, phthalate, a lot of alcohol, parabens, or things that we didn't really want to expose our health or our hair to, we were very conscious about keeping the Reveal hair care system very natural. And even the preservatives that we use is a natural preservative from plants. You cannot find many products out there that give you all the benefits without all the problems. Join thousands of women and men enjoying fuller-looking hair with Reveal. And only at HealthyLooking.com can you get Reveal with free smart delivery shipping. Just remember discount code GEORGE at checkout. Easy-to-use, award-winning Reveal can be yours in days by ordering now at HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com. Or by phone, toll-free, 24-7, That's 800-604-3129. Reveal from HealthyLooking.com. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're listening to a conversation I had years ago with the great inventor, Melon Thomas Benedict. Melon passed into the spirit world in 2017, but his voice and message live on. Let's continue listening to his near-death experience back in 1982. For me, 
was like I was at the bottom of the ocean, the dark part of the ocean, and I could see this light, and it was at the top of the water. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Top of the ocean. And I just tried to, it was like I was trying to swim to that light, trying to break the surface, trying to get to that light. And I did make my way to the light and had this wonderful experience of, of, geez, you know, I don't know what's going to happen here. And so uh, this light was so impressive that I blurted out, are you God? You know, what else would you say? Sure. (laughs) The light represents, and I've always said this, the light also represents your higher self nexus to all other higher selves on the planet. It's a matrix. It's a direct connection to the entire network. You're like talking to yourself. I've called this the great self, the greater Mm -hmm. self, you know, of which we're all a part of. We're all a part of a greater self here, a greater life. So this is why the light seems to know you so well. Because you're part of it, it, right? Yes. Exactly. Okay. Who knows you better? Who knows you better? Well, and that explains Um, why it's so bright. (laughs) Uh, And and incarnation after incarnation, it's been with you, you know. Oh, but you uh, didn't believe in reincarnation. Well, well, I after I had my conversation with the light. I'm kidding. I, I, I certainly got it. I certainly got it because it, was, it finally was explained to me uh, outside of the uh, usual, like, um, you know, Indian experience or whatever, you know, the, the yes. dogma. But uh, we can talk about that later. I was kidding to. anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really. So the light seems to know you very, very well and will speak to you at whatever level you're at, child level, adult level, mystical level, metaphor level, wherever you're at. And being an artist and a poet, I live in my metaphors, you know, I live in my poetry. So my experience represents that. My story represents the way I was looking at things. You know, I don't know what happens when, say, an accountant has a near-death experience. Maybe all the numbers add up. It's euphoria, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, something like that. But for me, uh, I was a more um, kind of... um, an artist, you know, free, free spirit, um, and had really no, no dogma that I knew of in my conscious, although I found out I had a lot in my subconscious. But the light said to me, when I asked the light, are you God? I was really thinking, maybe I'm in trouble for all the bad things I've said about God, you know, <laughs> in, my, yeah, in my life. Sure. I used to put people down. But the light said back to me, who and what is not God? And I understood what the light was saying. The entire universe, the entire earth, every atom is the body of what we call God. This is this is God. You know, you're already there. And it really humbled me. You yeah, know, it sure. humbled me to be a part of this that we're a part of, you know. And those are pretty and, profound uh, words. Who and what yeah. is not God. And it was perfect for me. I got it, mm-hmm. you know. So then, um, and this is where Ken Ring, and I'm in, I'm in his book, this is, Ken Ring studied me, and he, he says, uh, this, is, this is what was different. When I started saying uh, that I asked the light if I could just stop this experience for a minute, you know, I, I've, I've got like some questions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm blown away by all this, and, and I, I, I don't want to, I don't know what's next. So I, I said, can we take a, can we take a, you know, like, can we take a break? Can I ask some questions? Well, I said pretty much, you know, the vibe of, okay, what you got? And uh, that's when I began this great conversation with the light that has remained this 30 plus years to this day. I was able to ask the light every question I ever had or could think of and came to a part of the experience where all my questions had been answered. Now, that's all my questions. I don't have all your questions or anybody else's mm-hmm. questions. Right. So my questions were answered to my satisfaction about, you know, the light, the universe, and, and things I were interested in. I, there's lots of stuff I'm not interested in, so I didn't ask about it. So I came to the end of uh, the conversation, 
but I, I'll put a bookmark there for a second because and, and, uh, I think it's important to go back to my life review, which I think I, I skipped back. Yes, yes. You know, let's go back to that for just a second, and then we'll go back to the light. For me, being in that darkness, uh, at a certain point, um, I guess what we call a life review happened, and it was like going around me in pictures that were like alive, and I'm a photographer and an artist, so this is how it was presented to me. It started, uh, it was a review of my life that started uh, digging down from the moment of my death all the way back to my conception, actually. And I was watching all this, and there were dark frames and dark doors, and I didn't want to open them. And you're not forced to even, even have, any, have a life review. You know, nothing, nothing's forced on you. Interesting. In fact, if you have a life review, you don't have to look at everything. You don't even have to get it. Because there's another, there's twofold purpose I'll, I'll talk about in a minute okay. about the super importance of, of a life review. So mine was taking away, and I was seeing these moments of my life and, and how I affected people and how people have affected me. And I saw the seed of my disease. What got me was um, that I had so personally identified with the world in some way. One day, back in the um, uh, 70s, I got a ecology uh, magazine. So they had an article that had this, this two-photograph collage. And one photograph was um, an aerial photograph of the city of Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And the photograph right next to it was a cancer cell. And they looked, they almost mirrored each other. It stunned me. Because, you know, uh, San Francisco streets are kind of crazy. And the camp yeah, it was like sure. streets and avenues. It was like, I couldn't believe this. It was so apparent that this was the truth that I, in my heart of hearts at that moment, and I didn't realize this at the time, in my heart of hearts in that moment, I decided that nature had gone wrong, mm -hmm. had accidentally created a malignant cancer that was going to kill the planet, and it was humanity. So, you know, get the metaphor. I'm thinking humans are cancers. My brain is thinking that. Right. I'm a human. I'm a human. And believe me, you get more of what you think than anybody else. Sure. Oh, that's good news I, and bad news. <laughs> okay. Exactly. That's why you got to watch your watch your worldview, and especially if you start telling people these negative worldviews. Every time you tell that story, you're getting more of the energy than anybody else. You know. Oh wow. And uh, it, it comes back on you. And so I really did believe that. And so suddenly I, I saw in, in an instant. Oh, that's where it came from. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, other things about my life review, but um, you know, getting back to the light, I asked all kinds of questions. Like, um, well, one of the first questions was, why is humanity so dark and doomed, and why even bother creating humans or having humans or, or a world like this? Why even bother? What's what's the problem? You know, I mean, that that doesn't you know it never resonated with me that that was like fair or uh, or necessary if you're God Almighty, all knowing, yeah. all powerful, what, and all loving. Point? I mean, right? Yeah, you know, what's this? Just toying with us. So I asked the light that question, why is humanity so dark and doomed? At that moment, the light turned into kind of a mandala. You know, uh, if people don't know what mandalas are, it's almost another way in the West is it's almost like those big round stained glass windows in, in cathedrals. Mm -hmm. And this mandala was alive, and I was taken into the center of it, like the center of this matrix. And it seemed as if I was allowed to look into every human soul that had ever been, including my own. And I could see no darkness whatsoever in our core essence, in our soul. Wow. No human that's ever been on this planet has ever darkened the soul, no matter what they've done outside you know, in the world. And I also learned that you can't be cut off from this. You cannot be disconnected. You can think you are. You can forget about it, but you can never lose it. That changed me. And when I, when I really... Um, 
got the revelation, and I was like, you know, awed that the light said to me, oh, beautiful human. Hmm. And then I knew we were loved. We're, we're really loved, you know, and our core essence can never be tainted. There's, and some people don't like to hear this, but even the worst person in the world has a pure soul. Think of, you know, you know? Hitler, right, yeah. in my head. I'm right, thinking, right, 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 yeah, I mean, people it's... like that. Sure. But, uh, but at the core essence, this is all good. It's the saving grace of the world is our, our core essences mm. produce mostly good and gentle and caring people, not Hitler's. No. Right. Yes. And and so that just changed my whole mind right there about the world and everything, feeling that and, and seeing that for myself, you know. And I asked other questions like uh, this silly stuff, reincarnation, you know, mm-hmm. uh, while we're at it, what about reincarnation? It seems so silly. And the light explained to me that many of the spiritual explanations of it are a bit weak and, and flimsy, but it's more real than e- even most spiritual people imagine. It's so real that it's involved in quantum physics, it's involved in your core being, and like told me that the number one thing that the universe does is reincarnate. Everything reincarnates all the time. When stars die, they create new stars. Mm-hmm. There are multiple levels of reincarnation. You know, it's uh, very interesting. You know that when you have a child, you're biologically reincarnating. Mm-hmm. That's a form of reincarnation. Uh, your ideas can reincarnate. Uh, you're, you're definitely your, your soul essence reincarnates. It's the one thing the universe does all the times reincarnate and regenerate. You know, energy doesn't die. It just goes through transitions. Oh, know? I think of a log that burns and changes form to heat or a puddle mm-hmm. that dries on a beautiful sunshiny day. It turns to vapor and maybe come a cloud and then come down as rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I really got a good lesson and have many lessons since then on reincarnation from a practical point of view, not a sort of religious point of view. I call it practical reincarnation. So, you know, there, there, there came a point where my life review, uh, where my questions were over. I couldn't think of any more questions. And the light asked me, but what was your first question? And, of course, the light knows me. I understood immediately what that meant. That meant there's a time when we're young that we ask our first serious question about the universe. It may be, you know, why the sky is blue or, Mommy, how did I get here? You know, that kind of question. Yeah where you're looking out for the first time outside of yourself. And oddly enough, and I think it's from being in uh, Catholic boarding school from first grade on, I'm going to go to hell, hell for eternity. I did contemplate deep subjects like eternity, you know. Oh. How long is that? And, That's a um, long time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like what Woody Allen says, uh, uh, eternity is a long time, uh, except right at the end. <laughs> Woody Allen's you know? a nut, yes. Yeah. So um, my first question, question, oddly enough, that I had stuck in my head till I hit puberty, ever, ever since I was in uh, like early grades of uh, boarding school, thinking about eternity and heaven and hell and all that stuff. My first question was, I wondered why we have to die at all. You know, why do we grow old and die? Mm-hmm. That just seems silly if you're you know, if you're almighty, all-powerful, what's all this about? Uh, so I asked, I went, oh my, oh yeah. So I asked the light, why do we grow old and die? I think this is the perfect time to take the break, and then we'll hear Melon's answer. And we'll also find out about his miracle healing and what happened after that. So we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters big and small, support military families, help ensure that blood is available when needed, and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. Be a hero. Donate today. Visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Hey, it's time to head over to coasttocoastam.com and check out the Art Bell Vault, a collection of timeless audio. Listen to some of the great interviews with the likes of the late Father Malachi Martin, Dr. Evelyn Paglini, investigative journalist Jim Mars, and more. This is classic audio that you can enjoy at any time, and it's all heard without interruption. New shows are added each week, so find out how to access the Art Bell Vault now by going to coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are listening to the late 
Mellon Thomas Benedict talk about his near-death experience that he went from death's door to recuperating back in 1982. Let's listen. So I asked the light, why do we grow old and die? Then uh, two figures, you know, people ask me if I saw any relatives on the other side, and I usually tell them, had I seen any, I probably wouldn't have talked to them, you know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> excuse me. That's but, why you um, didn't see them. <laughs> yeah, right. I wasn't, in, I wasn't interested. The light and is it, all it, lies, it was, yes. You know, it's that kind of a fragmented family. So two lights, two columns of light appeared, and out of the right column came, uh, looked like a um, strange, small, maybe guy from India. I heard the word Dinshaw, and later I found out that was Dinshaw Garadelli, who was the first modern scientific person who started healing people with lights back in the uh, ni- you know, 1919 and And you heard the name in your near-death experience? Yeah, I, I heard the word Dinshaw. Cool. And, uh, okay. you know, after my near-death experience, kind of tried to look all that up. Mm-hmm. But he was the first scientific person to cure people with light, and he invented the first really... Uh, scientific professional machines to do it, you know, light projectors. But he happened to come along at the time, and he was getting wide reputation when a new upstart organization called FDA picked him as a snake oil salesman oh, and sure. persecuted him pretty, pretty hard and heavy. Then when he was finished downloading all of his information to me, and it was like it was being written in golden letters in my brain, it felt like, you know, inside me. Then the column on the left opened up and a short portly guy with a beret and some kind of funny mustache stepped out and he started he was very excited and he started immediately educating me about starlight and it, I later found out through PMH Atwater who's a friend mm-hmm. of mine who kind of discovered me in the backwaters you know she was actually the first near-deather I ever met mm-hmm. because I didn't know any near-deathers I didn't even know the word basically until I attended a lecture at PMH Atwater's and that's when I went oh I'm not maybe alone in this. There's, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe that's what happened. I, I had no reference point. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm get a little drink of water that's here. Okay. I'm thrilled to be listening because so many of the concepts and questions and things that you're saying, while I'm excited and interested, it takes a little bit for my mind to kind of get around what it is you're saying and put it together. And mm-hmm. it's, it's wow. <laughs> well, it's taken awesome. me thirty years to. It's taken me about thirty years to really grock it. Yes. You know, myself, because uh, I'm someone without much of an education. But it's like I got a scholarship to this great school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I've been I've been going to school ever since. So this short, portly guy with a beret start educating me about starlight and electrons and protons, and he was very excited. And then he started drawing this stuff to show me, and it, it was turned out to be, later I found out, fractal geometry, but he was drawing it for me. And he was telling me that fractal geometry was the mathematics of God, and if you really understood it, you could trace your past lives, your future lives, all your patterns are in there. And, uh, you know, fractal geometry is one of the main sciences today, from entertainment to science. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a huge, but, so it turned out, and it was PMH Atwater that figured this out for me. I couldn't really figure out the guy. She says, you know, that sounds like Walter Russell. Uh-huh. Of the universe of, of the University of Light, uh-huh. and he showed me a picture. I said, "That's the guy. <laughs> that's the guy." Because I didn't even get a name for him. I said, "That's the guy." And then she took she took me up to Swannanoa, you know, his former yes, University of yes, Light. Yes, yes, yes. I said, "Ooh, I, I saw his bust and everything." And I said, "That's that's the guy." That's incredible. And, uh, I've I've read most of his books and fascinated uh, by him. 
Yeah, oh, and I'm, cool. I'm, a, I'm a part of that group now and um, have uh, channeled Walter a number of times for things. So he was so busy showing me all this stuff, and it was like indelible in my mind or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that ended, and it was time for me to come back. And Because by then, I, I understood and believed in reincarnation. Right. I, I really got it. You know, It makes sense to me now. I felt I was getting heavier, and that's what I call gravity pulling me back. I wasn't told to go back. I was never, it was never discussed or anything. I just knew we all reincarnated. So when I started feeling heavy and I was done with the light, it was like I was falling back. And I really thought I was going to start a brand new uh, incarnation, actually. Mm-hmm. I was very happy for it. Oh, great. You know, I get a brand new start. But I ended up right back in my same body. Seems like about with no time gap in my consciousness. So later, you know, days and days later, I would have these visions and I'd go, what a burn. I thought I was going to get a new life. And here I am back in the same body about the second I left off, you know. And, uh, and that, I, you know, I, I learned a lesson. You can't skip grades. No. <laughs> you got you it, you got experience. It. Did you start oh, getting yeah. better? I mean, I, I can't help but think. I mean, it sounded like your well, time Well, up, I but... did. The first week or two was very strange, especially the first week. I was I was very multidimensional. I actually didn't know if I was here or there, okay. really. And I had the strangest conversation with my caretaker. Who would uh, I'd be in a chair and she'd walk by like a like a dream, and I'd say, um, "Am I alive? Am I alive?" And she would look at me and say, "You were dead. You were dead. I know you were dead." She was um, a very nice, uh, unpreachy, genuine Christian, and it just completely this whole thing completely unnerved her. It just really rocked her world, sure. let alone mine. And then I started, you know, I did start recovering, and then finally doctors checked me, and I got kicked out of hospice. You know. <laughs> wow, that's and incredible. I, and I didn't get tested to months and months later because all the people were recommending it, I didn't want to know. Whatever time I've got left, I don't want to worry. I'm gonna, I'm feeling but, different than I've ever felt, yeah. and I've got a good picture of everything uh, for myself to be in this world. But and something so, obviously um, happened because it is now 2014 that we're talking. <laughs> I've lived about twice the life I should have, you know, would have without that near-death experience. Wow. But I'm one of these people that decided not to do any treatments at all. I just fell through the cracks. And there are many people that do that, by the mm-hmm. way. So I was tested months later. Uh, I remember the doctor uh, putting up the scanner slide, and he said, oh, this is interesting. And I got chills up my back because I, oh, no, here we go again. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Terminal, right. And he, sa- and he said, um, here's your cancer, and the one we just took, it's not there at all. There's no traces whatsoever. And he said, if, if we'd done surgery or, or radiation, you, you, you'd always see the damage there from the surgery or the radiation. It would always show up in every x-ray or slide you know you ever did. And uh, I blurted out, it's a miracle. And he said, no, no, um, we call these spontaneous remissions. <laughs> and um, I said, good enough for me. But when he said that, oh. I said, well, what does that mean? Because I didn't even know what it meant. And he explained to me that in, uh, in medical records, documented medical records, in every known human condition, there have been remissions. But spontaneously, from adults growing new teeth, MS people, um, suddenly not having MS, a blind person getting hit by lightning and seeing again, mm-hmm. uh, you name it, you know, and that triggered me to the course I've been on ever since to this day, and that was, I believe that miracles have a physical component. If it happens in the flesh, there is a mechanism. There's the way it happens. It's not hocus pocus. It's not magic. So I started looking at uh, what I call the physics of miracles, and my idea was if we could understand this, maybe we could help people trigger spontaneous remissions. That was always my goal. You see what I mean? Yeah. Because because we have plenty of evidence it happens. 
you know. So he put me on that course, and I've been on that ever since I, I was very lucky to get funding and things. You know, a few years later, somebody listened to me and validated me with a, a world-famous scientist. He said, I know what this guy's talking about, you know. And I was actually talking um, quantum biology and didn't know what. And quantum biology is the cutting edge of science today, uh, as biophysics is the cutting edge of physics today. Biology uh, is going to be the biggest thing ever over just chemistry, you know, that kind of thing. Melon, uh, so I, was able to- I just have to tell you, our time's going by fast and it's breaking okay. my heart because I'm thinking... No, well, you cut it out. Cut it out. No, like I can this be a, a two-hour show, and it, it can't, we can do a part two. But if you don't mind, because there's no question in my heart of hearts that I'm going to stay connected with you and dig and dig and dig and find out some more of the things that you know and you've learned Great. and be able to share that. But when you brought up Walter Russell, and, and for our listeners who don't know, Walter Russell did so much in one lifetime and so many different fields and he would tap into himself and I forgot the words but I mean he could do great poetry and art and just so many different things in one lifetime and when I read your bio melon with everything that you've done I'm like this guy's another Walter Russell that's exactly what I said and and to myself and so can you talk a little bit about when you came back and in getting into inventions and I know this is a broad question but like you're still tapped into the light and and you're just a man of miracles I think I mean you're incredible well, thank you. For me, it's always been very clear and fearless. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why you know I actually am documented for you know, helping to code a genetic disease at a university and things like that. But I, I, I don't go in with any pretension, uh, uh-huh. and I don't go into these projects with any investment in my ego. I really don't. It either, it either happens or it doesn't. You know. Okay. And usually, usually it's happened with very useful information for uh, uh, think tanks and corporations and things over the years. But I, I go in just clear, and I just give it a shot. But what we learned over the years and working with a lot of people and and I, uh, the other thing that Ken Ring discovered was that until he met me he'd never met a near deather that goes back to the light at will every day in fact I go back every day and I can go back for uh, ideas think tanks or other things so he he set up a, an experiment at the University of Texas that really kind of put me on the map you know they really tested me and I was able to retrieve information I I would have no knowledge or experience or training in that was cool. a- accurate and useful you know so uh so that was interesting. But I, I go back to the light at will, and a lot of people have asked me, how do you do that? And what do you I tell say, them? <laughs> well, Somebody it, who wants I, to first, know? <laughs> I say it's one of these things like music. You can learn it. I, I don't know if you can if it can be taught, but you can learn it, like studying with a shaman or something. But hmm. uh, it's not it's not an intellectual process. It's an emotion. The, the best thing you can do to get to the light is have an emotional connection to it. And I never forgot that first moment of being with the light. You know, you know, you know the feeling. It's like, whoa. <laughs> I never forgot that. And that still makes, uh, gives me like a kundalini effect up my neck every time I even think about it, you know. So I get this, this rush. And uh, so, you know, I came out of this whole thing with no fear of death. Of course, I don't want to suffer. But, no, but although, no. I lost the, uh, although I lost the fear of death, and I, I, I know we're going to live many, many lives to come, what I did do was I respected life. And so um, before my near-death experience, I was a rock climber, a skydiver, and other things. And I stopped all of that in respect for life because I want to live a long, useful life and do planet work. So why throw myself out of an airplane mm. or climb rocks, you know? Yeah, you've uh, got just, a lot more. Life yeah, in you and things important. to give yeah. and ways of making a difference. 
So it changed me in that way. I've never put out my own book because the light told me not to sell my book, but to give it away. And that's what I've done. We're going to take our last break and hear thoughts from Melon Thomas Benedict, who passed just three years after this conversation. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. With age, women and men have issues with fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, crepey skin on the neck, and aging on the hands. Dr. Nathan Newman, doctor to top athletes and celebrities, plus creator of stem cell-based Luminesce, is proud to announce a much lower price on his products. Dr. Newman, tell me about the long-term benefit of Luminesce versus other store-bought products. The technology that we have is, comes from the factors and the polypeptides that the stem cells are producing. This is the language that the skin uses to talk to each other. And by using these products, you're 
maintaining the health and balance of the skin versus other products that we used to have before this technology came about was only putting something to cover the skin. It was never really to help to maintain the balance of the skin. So when we're using the Luminous Careline, we're going to continue to have a very healthy and beautiful looking skin that will be maintained and will continue to get better and better over time versus when you're using a moisturizer or when using most of the other products that we had before this technology, you would only get sort of the moisturizer right there and then that was it. There was no long-term benefit. Thank you, Dr. Newman. For several years, we have offered Luminous products and decided a price reduction was in order so more can enjoy the amazing benefits of Dr. Newman's stem cell-based Luminous. Shop now at healthylooking.com or call toll-free 800-604-3129. If you would like to try Luminous, how about our starter kit postage paid for $19.99. See the full line of products from Luminous, plus our starter kit offer at HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com or call 800-604-3129. Luminous from HealthyLooking.com. The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. And with the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. Head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're listening to a recording I did with the late Melon Thomas Benedict, who had had a near-death experience. And if you're willing to stay till the end of the episode, I want to talk to you a little bit about a man named Walter Russell. We have referred to him in this episode, but he's someone who had a very divine occurrence while being fully alive. And then he went on to produce many, many things in all different kinds of fields and did so much in one lifetime. So I'm really interested in sharing this cosmic consciousness and can we all tap into it even if we don't have a near-death experience. So next I had asked Melon about what his thoughts were as far as healing. Because as much as we may try for healing, and there are spontaneous healings, not everybody heals. And someday we're all going to pass. So here's what he said. Well, uh, it depends on uh, what you really believe. And a lot of people never got to know themselves, what they really believe inside. And I did hospice work for a while, and I also counsel um, terminal people also over the many years and, and try to give them this insight. And a lot of people just haven't got to know themselves because that's not what we do in this culture, and it's not what they teach us to do. There may be a belief in there that's triggering all this, and that belief isn't cleared, then you know you suffer the consequences of it. So the other thing, too, is is that the first thing I ask them is, you know, I, I try to talk about you know, there is no death. That's why I try to teach reincarnation. But there is no death. There's many mansions for us and many lives. And I try to get them into that mode. But also, I have to ask them the question, just honestly and, and genuinely, you know, let's go deep here. Do you want to live or is this incarnation finished? Because, mm. you know, and you'd be surprised. I mean, people, there have been people who have gotten great relief by going, oh yeah, I'm finished with this incarnation. You know, I'm done. 
then you just want to go out peaceably. Now, on the other hand, people that really want to live, I say, well, it's miracle time. It's miracle time now. The, the universe, you know, everything in the universe is supposed to be impossible. You know, the yes. entire universe is impossible. So we're living in a huge miracle and we're part of this miracle. And what the light has told me is that why people don't see that many miracles in, in the modern world is that you've got to take the time and make the space for a miracle in your life. You know, you can run all over the world trying to see holy men, but unless you take the time and make the space in your life, uh, you'll find miracles happen more often, you know. And there are, there are healers I recommend um, that I would go to, and all of them are in America. I think the best ones I've ever seen are in America. And, and I love to work with healers that are not afraid to be tested by universities. You know, I, I just don't go to shamans in the jungle, although I've known many. I've spent, oh, sure. I've spent many time in caves in the jungles with shamans. But for me, I just rather know that someone's been open to be tested, has been documented. So I, I sometimes recommend two or three of these people, and uh, they've, they've actually helped uh, a number of people over the years. But it's miracle time, you know. Mm -hmm. you, if you really want to live, it's miracle time. I also know, um, I don't know, this is my instinct, my dad... Uh, fought cancer and died so that's just what happened and we tried everything to bring healing and have the miracle happen and and it didn't so what I also know just based on my own life it is that it is out of the worst thing that's ever happened to me dad went the way he did but without that melon, I would have never become the person I am today. I would have never done as much research as I've done. I would never have learned so much about grief. I would have never written this book. And I would have never met you. So although it'd be nice to still have my dad here, what's become available after his passing is a whole life and a whole way of connecting people to some phenomenal things that wouldn't be available. So, you know, I don't have the answers of who, who gets to live and who gets to die, but I do know we all play full out. It's true. Um, some people believe that there are no accidents, but I asked the light about that, and the light said, well, there has to be. Do you have a free universe? This is not a preordained universe. It's mm -hmm. completely free-range universe. And so sometimes uh, you, you can get these terminal conditions, whether it be an accident or a toxic uh, event or um, toxic um, environment that you're living in in a family or so. So, you know, sometimes it's not your fault that you got a cancer or got sick. It's not your fault. These things happen and deal with them as best we can. Yeah. Sometimes it is your fault, though. You know, sometimes you really work on it. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and we go looking. I mean, we, we have to do that soul yeah. discovery. But one thing like, like my mother, um, my mother smoked cigarettes all her life and that got her, you know. Yeah. Um, although in one of my visitations to the light, we revisited that because uh, all my mother's life, I told her every time she lit a cigarette, that was going to kill her. The light showed me the truth, and the truth is that most people that smoke get away with it. So don't tell people cigarettes are going to kill them, because most people actually get away with it. I have a, a funny <laughs> short story to tell you, and then we're going to conclude this episode. But I was on an airplane yesterday, and the woman sitting next to me told me the story about when her mom passed away. And her mom smoked for 93, well, not 93 years, but ever since she was 15, and she died at 93. And this woman said just before the mom passed away, she said, who's that? man over there on the horse you know and she was seeing her husband and she kind of a grouchy old thing and 
the goddaughter says, well, that's, that's daddy. He's come to take you home. And she says, well, where's home? And she's, well, that's heaven. And is it nice there? And she says, well, I imagine so because, you know, God's there and Jesus is there. And then um, she says, give me a cigarette, you know? And uh, so the mother's in hospice and she's asking for the cigarette. And the daughter says, you really want me to light this mom? And, and she says, you know what? Don't light it. She says, I don't want God to smell smoke on my clothes. <laughs> and then oh, she passed away not too much longer. <laughs> but, that's a great story. Yeah. You know, and that came wow. from a, a lady I sat in the on the airplane. Yeah, and thank you so much. Oh, sure. I just want to hug you and meet you and, and learn more and then have you back on to ask more questions. Hopefully that's okay. You really sure, I'd love to. are a wonderful man. And let me, just a quick question. People that I've talked to that have had near-death experiences, they remember them like they were just yesterday, as opposed to some other memory we've had from the past or maybe a dream. Is it the same with you, that it's just as clear and... Absolutely. Um, I I often say it actually seemed like it took one second, but it's taken me 30 years to tell the story. I remember every, I remember every bit of it, you know, just, uh, you know, you you just never get over it really. Well, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm like a little kid with a big Christmas present that I just opened. How do people, yeah, how do people get to your website? Uh, You can just go to uh, melon, M-E-L-L-E-N, melonthomas.com. And you can, uh, that'll lead you to another side I have for inventions and things like that. So you'll get to explore a lot of things that I do. Yeah. Very exciting. You're the modern day Walter Russell to me, even though you're your own person, but I'm, I'm so excited to learn more. Thank you so, so, so much. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. There's so many near-death experiences people have. And I like to say, for the nine-plus billion people that are on planet Earth right now, we all have our different experiences of life. So it makes sense to me that our experiences of near-death are different and they're unique. Melon Thomas Benedict told us his website, which is melon-thomas.com. While it's still on the internet, many of the links don't work as he's not alive to maintain it. I really enjoyed talking with him and I can bet he's still pretty active in the spirit world. And I'm glad he mentioned about Walter Russell as he was a modern day Leonardo da Vinci. There's a small book called The Man Who Tapped the Secrets of the Universe. That's about his life. But here's some basics. Walter Russell was born in Boston, Massachusetts back in 1871. And he was known as a polymath, like a Renaissance man, someone who achieved many things in many different arenas in his life. He was known for his achievements as a painter, a sculptor, an author, and a builder and less well-known for a natural philosopher and his unified theory in physics and the cosmos. At a very young age, he told his parents about a mystical experience he had while in the woods. Some would call it cosmic consciousness, but young Russell believed he communed with God. His parents thought he may be a troubled child, and the words he spoke and the words he wrote seemed to be nonsense to them. They thought maybe their son should be institutionalized. When his writings were brought to a proper teacher, 
the writings of this young man were determined to be as extraordinary as the writings of the brilliant poet, Walt Whitman. Walter Russell was a true genius. He did not claim that he was anything other than an ordinary man, even until his death. In the book I told you about, The Man Who Tapped the Secrets of the Universe, Russell says, I believe sincerely that every man has consummate genius within him. Some appear to have it more than others, only because they are aware of it more than others. And the awareness or unawareness of it is what makes each one of them into masters or holds them down to mediocrity. I believe that mediocrity is self-inflicted and that genius is self-bestowed. Every successful man I have ever known, and I have known a great many, carries within him the key that unlocks that awareness and lets in universal power that has made him into a master. I don't know if you've seen the movie, What the Bleep Do We Know? Talking about the quantum level of things. But one of the quotes they have is, how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? And this show is kind of like that. It's like a big old onion that we are peeling away the layers. But the thing is, we're never going to get to the middle because we are human beings having this experience. And we are so much more than we think we are. We really are tapped into all of it. So I encourage you to check out Walter Russell, Google him, read that book, The Man Who Tapped the Secrets of the Universe. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Come join us at wedontdie.com. This is Sandra Champlain, and you, my friend, have been listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.